0: the 11 to 1 show.
2: LMFM. Ooh la la. Creepy crawlies invest Paris, and just in time for the rugby. What to do? More on this after Wham! Wham! On LMFM's 11 to 1 this Wednesday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch. 86 1800 658 Oh, there's a new expression. Don't let the bed bugs bite has never been more prevalent for people in France at the moment because they're not just biting in bed. They're biting on the train. They're biting at the cinema. They're biting at the airport. Yeah. Oh, it's a serious infestation that's happening. The French government are hosting emergency meetings to examine this surge in bed bug cases and social media have been alight in, you know, images of and oh, just as I'm thinking about it now I'm just, you know when I'm thinking about hair, lice and bugs and creepy crawlies, just makes you want to itch yourself, but anyway the footage of these insects crawling around trains and the Paris Metro alongside, you know images of them in the cinema, I mean it's frightening stuff, it really is Apparently it's been amplified by, of course, their uh, hosting of the Rugby World Cup. And uh, thousands of rugby fans are going to be in the French capital this weekend because, of course, we're going to be playing against Scotland. It's going to be the final group of the competition, so there could be an even more surge of people. I did not know this, right? But bedbugs had largely disappeared from life uh, by the 1950s, apparently, but have now made a resurgence. I'm wondering, how has this happened? And also, little buggers have become increasingly resistant to chemical treatments. And, you know, there's a big description here about what they do. It's not nice. Basically, they come out at night to feed on human blood. Little vampires, if you will, leaving sort of blisters and rashes and all sorts of things. They are horrific little things. Apparently, they... um also cause psychological distress, anxiety depression and sleeping issues? Well yeah of course course they would buggers everywhere yeah people are you know freaking out about this so what is to be done? I don't, look I don't know we're going to need to call in people who who are you going to call is what I'm going to say with regards to the bed bugs the the pest infestation people the experts in Paris we need your help, we really really do but um, yeah if you're any way sort of freaked out about creepy crawlies or you know if you sort of itch when you see them don't look at social media at the moment they're everywhere and if you're travelling to Paris, pfft, the best luck <laughs> to you with the bed bugs around. Oh my goodness me. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's, is there, there were resistance to some chemicals. So I don't know. Is there anything, you know, the way you prepare yourself with mosquito spray? Is there anything for bed bugs that you can kind of bring with you when you're travelling? I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, <laughs> thankfully I'm going to be on Irish soil and I'm excited because we're going to be very much putting Ireland and the fantastic uh, local area here in the spotlight because Carlingford and Newgrange are featuring in a fantastic really really funny Channel 4 series, it's online on their YouTube channel, it's called Stand Up Road Trip we're going to be finding out about that very very shortly but first let's get back to the music here's Dermot Kennedy Terma Kennedy, something to someone. John says you'd have to call the bed bug busters as ghostbusters won't be much help. No, no, they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. There's going to be an influx in a need for pest control in Paris, that's for sure. There might be a few quid in it. Actually, if there is anyone in the pest control business around this neck of the woods and you've come across bed bugs, maybe you might let us know how do you actually kill them? Is it like a specialised treatment? And also are they in danger of infesting over here if people are travelling back from Paris we might need to know this stuff so if you're in in the kind of you know uh, pest busting business let us know 086 1800 658 they've got music from the Barbie movie on the way for you and we've got details of our competition in association with Fairways Hotel
0: the 11 to 1 show
2: Any guesses as to what most women particularly will be dressing up as this year for Halloween? No? Maybe this might help. Here's Dua Lipa. Dance the night from the Barbie movie. Yeah, prepare for wall-to-wall Barbies out there. It comes as no surprise that Barbie is on the top of people's wish lists for Halloween costumes. And a couple of years ago, Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn, that captured everyone's attention and there was lots of people dressing up as uh, her from the Suicide Squad film and now Barbie is um, definitely making top of the list Also in there, Beyonce, because she is just the queen of the music world at the moment, particularly after her Renaissance tour, so there's going to be sort of Barbie, or uh, Beyonce outfits I should say. Likewise, terrifyingly Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. So people are going to be, you know, dressing up as Elon Musk as well. This is kind of a number uh, of searches as well regarding Halloween costumes. But the most sought after are, in fact, Cowgirl Barbie. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Roller skating Barbie. Ken, of course, is in there. Beth Dutton from Yellowstone, haven't watched that series but I've heard a lot about it. Ellie from The Last of Us, that's a good one. Just a Barbie costume just a regular Barbie costume. Another one from Yellowstone, Rip Wheeler. Ted Lasso, Wednesday Adams, still popular this year. Beyonce's Renaissance outfit, Elon Musk Maddie from Euphoria, the Little Mermaid costume. Taylor Swift in there as well. Apollo Creed, Rihanna's Super Bowl outfit. Selena Gomez weird Barbie. Now I'd be all about weird Barbie definitely. And uh, Megan, there you go. All the uh, costumes, kind of cultural references. Where you? Where's the scary stuff? That's what I want to know. You know why don't people dress up as scary things for Halloween? Anyway, uh, from Halloween to (laughs) Christmas right now. All this week, I've teamed up with the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk. They've announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights happening December 2nd, 8th and 9th, including a cocktail reception, five-course festive banquet dinner... And live music followed by a DJ. Full details on these superb nights are available on fairwayshotel.ie forward slash Christmas. And to celebrate, they've given us some brilliant prizes to give away on the show this week. So the daily winner gets a pair of tickets for the Christmas party night of your choice. And our end of week winner wins a two night stay with breakfast in any of the Inua collection hotels. And terms and conditions do apply there for your chance to win. So we know it's very early for Christmas music, but I'm going to give you one second. Of a number one Christmas song. You need to tell me the name of the song. Okay, so we've had already Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Yesterday we had the Pogues Fairy Tale of New York. So today, what is this song? That's it. It's very short, isn't it? We'll give it to you again. Hang on. There you go. What is the name of that song? And the artists, please. Or the name of the group that was formed I'm giving it away now Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. if you think you know don't forget to put your own details on it as well and we'll be picking a winner for the Christmas party night and that person will go into the draw on Friday for the two nights day we'll be picking that towards the end of the show Here's Dido, thank you. And LMFM's eleven to one. Now New Grange and Carlingford are featuring in this brilliant new series. It's on Channel 4's YouTube at the moment, okay? And it's featuring comedians Sean Burke and Susie Ruffle. And the idea is that they travel together across Ireland to visit some fantastic locations and gather material for a last minute stand up show. It's absolutely brilliant. And Carlingford Oyster Company and a very historic monument in County Meath. Feature here's a little taster of it for you. you know this. What is that? You know this. Yeah, I've been here before. Okay. What? Where? What, what is this? Newgrange.
1: Newgrange is a globally significant Stone Age monument situated in County Meath, designated a World Heritage Site. It is the jewel in the crown of Ireland's ancient east, and they're here looking for jokes.
0: Hey, it's nice, to it's nice, to to see you. nice to meet you.
3: So, Newgrange has been dated to around 3,200 BC. And it was protected by superstition.
2: Uh-huh. So what kind of monument is it? Like, What's it for?
3: It's what we call a passage tomb. So there's all bodies in there? They're not there anymore. Oh. Where are they? So it's only small pieces of burnt bone that were found. They cremated the bodies before they brought them inside. as we think these were built as tombs for a very uh, high elite.
0: Is this sort of like the way they use the pyramids? Exactly. All oh, right, okay, yeah.
3: right. But it's older. Yeah. Except it's older. Very well done, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. And, and it's also older than Stonehenge, which is probably one of the most famous oh, monuments. Yeah. Wow,
0: we'll yeah. Take that. Isn't <laughs> Ireland great? Yeah. It
2: is great, absolutely brilliant. And that was Claire Tuffy, fantastic Claire Tuffy from New Grains, showing them around, and there was no messing with her, let me tell you well during this episode she's absolutely fantastic we're going to be finding out more about the mini series stand up road trip just after these
0: the 11 to 1 show
2: New Grange and Carlingford are lighting up the small screen in a brilliant new Channel 4 series as comedians Sean Burke and Susie Ruffle travel together across Ireland to gather enough material for a last-minute stand-up show at the end of their trip. Episode 1 of Stand-Up Road Trip features New Grange and the Carlingford Oyster Company. I had to find out more about this and I'm delighted to be joined by Elma Colleen. She's Tourism Ireland's Acting Director of Markets. Elma, you're very welcome. How are you getting on this morning? Great. Great to have you. Now, I've seen the first episode, and it's so, so funny. What a great idea for a series. How did all of this come about? Well, I can't really take the credit myself. It's, <laughs> it's
3: my colleagues in, in our office in London who came up with the great idea. I suppose we're always looking for opportunities how we can reach our audiences in Britain and how we can convince them and show them all the great things there are to do and see in Ireland. And specifically in in, in this episode, as you say, it was Carlingford and Newgrange. So we we came up with the idea, Channel 4 is a great channel for us to help us reach our audiences, which we call our culturally curious audiences in Britain. So it was really, uh, my colleagues in Britain approached them to see would they be up for doing something a little bit different which really did allow us to, to highlight, I suppose, through humour as well, yes. all the great things there are to do. And it's something a little bit different. It's not your normal boring old programs about, tourist programs about Ireland. It is really injecting that something, something different, a bit of humour to highlight all the great things there are to do and see. And I'm not sure if, if the listeners already know the twist at the end of it, um around that they are touring from, East to west coast of Ireland, but the whole the 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 reason is that they're gathering material as they go along because they're stand up comics and that they're gathering material as they go to do an event at the end, a stand up show at the very end of it. So there is a real twist, and it's uh, they didn't know each other before they met. So it's it really wow. is. It, it's worked out very well.
2: Yeah, they've got such ke- good chemistry on the screen together, and like you say, it's very funny. I've watched the full episode. Uh, it's very funny. They do a stand up at the end, and they incorporate Newgrange a lot into the into the stand up aspect of it. But just going back to what you were saying about the cultural culturally curious uh, audience and tourist in in the UK, that's really really interesting. And would you? find that there would be many people from the UK coming to visit Ireland or is that something that you wanted to grow a lot more?
3: Absolutely. I mean, uh, the UK or or Great Britain, as we refer to it, is is our biggest market. It's where we get most numbers. Mm. But what we're really trying to do there is also get them not just coming to Dublin on those short breaks, but getting them to to come over and to get outside of Dublin as well into the regions and also to start coming off season, not always coming at high season, which would be a a really big ambition for Tourism Ireland to start getting people to travel more in the off season and, and outside of the of the urban areas, and so along, you know, doing something like this allows us to highlight the great things that there are outside. So Ireland's ancient east, you mm-hmm. know, for, for 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 our British tourists, is a great opportunity. And with this promotion, it's 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 not just the actual mini series on Channel Four. We're also promoting it around that, and we're we're doing some what we call tactical campaigns. So we're running campaigns as well alongside this. Um, this promotion with the likes of Sten Aline and Irish Ferries encouraging British people to take their cars which allows them then to get out of Dublin and to get into the region so highlighting things like Newgrange and, and Carlingford and the great things that there are to do and see really inspires them to come and to, to, to stay longer,
2: bring their car and stay longer. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the wonderful Claire Tuffy, who we know so well around this next yes. year, features in episode one and she is well able for these paramedics.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she is i must say she was fantastic and she's always a joy to work with we do a lot with claire because we bring in an awful lot apart from the, the channel four which has been a great success so far and there's more to come on that we've two more episodes to come but we also do a lot around bringing in a lot of journalists uh, influencers we bring a lot of tour operators and trade in, so we'd, we're always knocking on Claire's door trying to get people in, you know, to, to see her and everything else that's great to see, to see around Ireland's ancient east. But it's, it's a big focus for us and um, we had a 13 coach group up of tour operators in there in September again, just highlighting all the great things there are to see and do in the area. So everything tying into to this idea of, of bringing more British people into the region, staying longer, and also the idea of It's not just in the summer months. You can come at any time of the year.
2: Oh, yes. And uh, can I just say as well, the the shots that they got of Newgrange and of them coming into Carlingford, I mean, it's like something straight out of a falter. Ireland, Dad, it's absolutely stunning the number (laughs) work involved in this as well. I know, I know. And as you
3: say, the chemistry was great and the fact that they were touring around in a in a camper van, although there was a little cheat at the end. I think one of them may have skipped into some nice accommodation. But it is <laughs> that idea. And it's something, it's a growing market, people coming over, in their camper vans, you know, travelling around, but this idea of, of touring around, but it is um, as you say, no, we were we were blessed with the weather as oh, well we had a mixed bunch, but it was great
2: Yeah, because you, you got to get that weather at times in Ireland, but look, I always say as well Irish people particularly, we, we just sort of get on with it, and I think tourists just get on board, they're prepared for the weather Absolutely. here, so, and there's so much to still see and do in, in that yep. in the bad weather, so talk to me about the other episodes, because you've got Carlingford and Newgrain in this one but where are they heading to next because the next one is out tomorrow
3: yeah now I don't want to ruin it for anybody but I can tell you they are the next episode they're off to the Hidden Heartland so okay. they're going to Sleep Bloom, there's a bit of a a, a tour down the River Shannon they're um, going to visit uh, Sean's Bar in Athlone they do some nice, nice food evening in a Michelin star restaurant and then they head over, the third and final episode then is over on the Wild Atlantic Way. So they, oh, they get ahead. a bit of Galway, so a bit more of an urban experience there in Galway, a bit of music. They have a... Um, a bit of spinning at a wool co-op as well over there. Um, and they, they're doing a nice shoot. I again I won't ruin it, but it, it is it's excellent. And then oh, it all culminates with that final stand-up show down in Limerick. But you get a snippet of that stand-up at the end of each of the of the ser- of the episodes.
2: Yes, and it's and it's very funny to see that progression as as things go on. It's fantastic. And and you know, we, we whilst we mentioned Dublin and obviously places like Newgrange would be quite popular. Are there other locations where you're kind of seeing you you know tourists kind of jumping on board more with now over the last couple of years yeah i suppose post-covid
3: as well we've mm. seen a lot more interest in the outdoors and again we're blessed here in ireland on the island with so many you know great opportunities to get outdoors in our in our natural and fantastic we're well known for our wonderful landscapes uh, so we're, we're blessed with that, and Falch Ireland and our partners Tourism Northern Ireland have done a great job in really growing that product on the ground. Be it walking, cycling, surfing, so we're seeing a real trend in people wanting to get outdoors more, and we've got that perfect option and opportunity to that to do that here on the island of Ireland. And again, you know, getting people to come. Do a little bit of the the urban experience. People want to see Dublin. People want to see Belfast. Want to have a bit of a city experience. But then extending their stay and staying on longer, then to to take part, golf again is obviously we're we're blessed with the number of courses oh, we Solman. have here. Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: and indeed in your own area there we have um, and we've done a lot of partnerships with the likes of Killeen Castle. Mm-hmm. We've had you know a, a number of of uh, golf courses out with us at any of our events overseas but that again extending that we've got the the open again in in 2027 with the Ryder cup so you know that that's a a growing area for us as well where we we would be focusing in and, and a lot of of our British visitors would be coming over as well for for that uh, for golf
2: as well. Lots to be keeping you busy there, Alma. Absolutely, and as you say, there the series is going well. Good response to this uh, online because you're doing an awful lot on social media, TikTok, and that is. sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, we are oh, good old TikTok. Yeah, we <laughs> do a lot. We
3: we have a very very big audience, a social audience. I, I we have about six million um wow. followers, if you like, across TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So they're very engaged with us. We'd be pushing out this content as well on all those channels. Um, but obviously we have, a, our, we have our, your lovely Sharon Horgan was featuring in our main campaign this year where we were yes. encouraging people around the globe to fill their hearts with Ireland and we partnered with Sharon Horgan and, and that went down very well. Also in, in GB where she'd be very well known and indeed in the U.S. as well. Um, But yes, our social following, and specifically this campaign, it's really rich content for all our social channels. And encouraging people then to go and view the content on Channel 4's platforms as well.
2: Yeah, and and it's great to see people like Sharon, you know, really championing and and supporting, you know, campaigns like that. It's fantastic to see it. It really is. They're proud Irish people. They really, really are.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, they are great advocates for Ireland and indeed for Ireland's ancient East. But uh, no, we were very lucky to be able to work with her. And indeed, then we had the the dairy girls as well. So we're blessed. People are very proud um, and proud and, and and happy to support, which is great.
2: Well, it's a fantastic series. Continued success with it. I think Newgrange and Carlingford particularly looking just absolutely stunning in that first Wonderful. episode. Looking forward to seeing the next one, Elma. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank today. you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Thank so. You. The the digital uh, mini series that has three episodes, as we say. So the first one is there already on Channel Four's YouTube channel, and the second one will also be uh, landing there tomorrow. And you can find it more as well on uh, the Tourism Ireland uh, social media, and also on Channel Four's social media as well. Oh,
0: the eleven to one show.
2: Want to say a big hello to Kevin and Eileen Faulkner. It says, hope you're enjoying the weather in London. Also say hi to Lillian and Stephen who are in the Philippines and Alison in Colorado. That's coming in from Angus. Listening on the net in London. Lots of people all at different points around the globe but hope everyone is keeping well. Angus is thinking about you today. He really is. Thank you so much for sending in that message. Now back to the music. Here's Lady Antebellum. Lady Antebellum need you now on LMFM's 11 to 1 now it's time to go back in time and today is a special day for the animals in our lives. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure comfortable energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2006 controversial whistleblowing website WikiLeaks is launched created by internet activist Julian Assange and today is World Animal Day, taking place on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, October 4th. Started in 1931 in Italy. It's an annual celebration of all things furry and a very important day. We remember the important role that animals have to play in our world. So World Animal Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and New Navin showrooms. Discover more at Senator Windows. There's the script with Hall of Fame. Now, news at 12 is approaching, but still to come. Whilst we may see artists and actors and writers accepting glamorous awards, the reality is far from glamorous, as a lot of them are struggling to make ends meet. Actor Avian McCann from Ravensdale is going to join me to outline the national campaign for the arts. We're going to have an update with her after 12. L-M-M-M.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
2: Meath comedian Rory O'Connor is back on stage, all for a great cause. More details of this after Adele. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. That's Adele. Hello. We were talking about the creepy crawly bugs a little bit earlier on. And Alan has been on, he says, was listening to the show earlier about the bedbug problem. We had a similar issue ourselves in Ravensdale and got a company here beside us in Belorgand and Doc Pest Control did an excellent job. Got rid of them. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, they might be in more demand because, you know, people are travelling from Paris, bringing back bed bugs maybe with them in their luggage. So we might need to call them. But thank you so much for sending that in to us. Now, I want to let you know, because I'm a big fan of this guy, Meath entertainer Rory O'Connor, he is going to be providing some laughs at a charity special happening this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the Venue Theatre in Rathoth. And the funds uh, is for a very serious pu- uh, purpose. All funds are going to be supporting Ashburn suicide awareness and prevention group. So as well as Rory there's going to be special guests appearing and it should be a great evening and all for a great cause. So the venue theatre in Rathout is where you'll find details about tickets. Now let's check in with some celebrity news
1: the buzz on lmfm
0: keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the lmfm app hi i'm max niall horan and gwen stefani were on jennifer hudson's talk show this week niall said he loves gwen's husband blake shelton what you see with blake is what you get on camera off camera he's just that guy he's just the nicest guy in the world loves what he loves and just has a great time doing everything. He's just the best.
1: I'm going to stick with him, too, I think. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Think but I he has the most amazing wife in the world. But I heard you
3: could do some impressions of him.
0: I don't know if I could do an impression. I could do a Southern accent.
3: Oh, oh wow. you can. Let's hear that.
0: Let me this, test it this out. This my wife, Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> I would love you to be on my team. Oh, my God. You know, my friend Jennifer over here. Get a little louder show. than that. Get <laughs> a little louder. I love Jennifer. There you go. <laughs> You can be on my team. That's right. October 3rd was Mean Girls Day. To celebrate, Paramount uploaded the entire Mean Girls movie to TikTok in 23 parts. Olivia Rodrigo is on the promo trail in America at the moment. Here she is covering Noah Kahan's song, Stick Season, which was a viral hit on TikTok last year.
1: So I thought that if I hired something good and all my bad, that I could cancel out the darkness I inherited from that. You once called me forever, now you still can't come
0: That's The Buzz. I'm Max.
2: The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I did mention a little bit earlier on that it is World Animal Day and I'm getting some stunning pictures in from Mary Matthews of Bow, Bell and Millie. Beautiful looking dogs, all stretched out there in a very fine looking lawn, I must say as well. Mary. You're keeping that lawn well. Thank you so much for sending that in. And this weekend, if you would like to bring your furry friend or your animal along, because uh, what's happening in uh, the Augustinian Gardens Garden of Remembrance in Drogheda on Saturday, there's a blessing of the animals. So it's happening on Saturday uh, at 3pm. They're saying, please keep all dogs on leads and under positive control. And of course, all of their waste must be picked up and disposed of properly as well. So you can uh, bring by the way, if you, if you don't want your pet to go along, you can bring an item belonging to your pet as well. Uh, so, you know, something like a bowl or a lead or something, and that can be blessed as well. So that's happening, Augustinian Garden of Remembrance on Saturday at 3pm. Mumford and Sons, Little Line Man. Now, whilst we might all look on in envy as, say, actors and writers and artists pick up awards at glamorous events, but the reality for a lot of these people is far from glamorous, as many of them are struggling with the cost of living and just to actually make any sort of a decent living at all. We're going to be talking about this with actor and writer Evie McCann. She is very much part of the National Campaign for the Arts. It's a volunteer-led movement making the case for the arts in Ireland. We're going to chat to our next. Oh,
0: the 11 to 1 show.
2: Whilst we might all look on and envy as actors, writers and artists pick up awards at glamorous events the reality is that most of the people accepting these awards, those working in the Irish arts sector, are being forced to choose between their creative career and being able to afford rent. The National Campaign for the Arts, the volunteer-led grassroots movement making the case for the arts in Ireland launched the NCFA Pre-Budget 2024 submission and it's outlining 10 key asks of the government in preparation of Budget 2024. One of the people campaigning on behalf of the artistic community through her work with the National Campaign for the Arts is the actor and writer Eveen McCann. She's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Eveen? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Great to have you on the show. Now, whilst a lot of people struggled throughout COVID when things went into lockdown, there were a lot of industries then that kind of bounced back fairly quickly. But now, mm. three years on, those working in the arts sector are struggling a lot. What is the reality like for people like yourself, Eveen?
1: Well, I'm one of the lucky ones because I've, 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 I've had a bit of voiceover. Um, it's very varied and very unpredictable. So if you don't like unpredictability in your life, then it isn't, it isn't a different, it isn't an easy job for, for, for most people, I'd imagine, because you need consistency, particularly if you have families or you have, you know, responsibilities beyond yourself. So for me, it's like at the start of the year, for example, the first few months, I, I didn't really know what the year would look like. Mm. And that is, it is a bit, it is very, I forget how scary that is for your average person. You get kind of used to it, but not in a healthy way. I wouldn't think. I don't think it's a healthy way to live. Mm. I have to re-examine why I do it pretty much every six months, you know, because it can be, it can be really uh, stressful. And then you might hear the person, another person, say, "Well, why do you do it?" Because you know when you invest so much in your career and you do believe in the power of the arts, the the necessity of it, not even just the 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 lofty idea. Oh, God, isn't it lovely to have a bit of art? around you know a bit of tv a bit of theater it actually is so essential to our culture we we export it daily mm-hmm. uh you know on the television um we we do it through our music we do it through um, you know, the cinema tv through through all of the art forms you can think of visual arts uh, we 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 punch way above our weight per per capita you know our population creates such extensive amounts of art so when i say art it sounds sort of it might sound like a distant word to a lot of people yeah. it, it's a, lot it it a lot. Ter- term isn't yeah, it yeah really? and it can yeah. be a little bit it can be a little bit like oh what is she on about art but art is is something that we take for granted pretty much every hour you mm-hmm. know so if you're looking at your phone and you're looking at your television or you're listening to your radio like Sinead, you can back this up so many people who work in the industry you're in they come from an arts background yeah. they come from they come from TV film they come from they might have been poets they might have been writers they might have done their arts degree and then they might have they might have been a they might have been a scientist and decided to go into an art an art form um and then they wanted to make some money and they ended up working in your industry or they dreamed of living in your industry, but they probably know and work with artists every single day. Yeah. And I know so many copywriters who work in the ad industry who probably, you know, they trained as uh, screenwriters or they, they worked in film for a while and they moved between the two. And this is, is something
2: a- that's so sad, because as you mentioned there, you know, why would mm. anyone do this? Like, we would never dream of asking a teacher that. Do you know what I mean? Or are yeah, I know. You know, why I would know. you possibly do this? Like, And that's the thing that kind of gets me a lot. Because at the end of the day, you have talent, you have creativity that's burning yeah. up inside you. Why on earth not share it with people? And why on earth not get paid properly for it?
1: Well, this is the thing, and actually, as we keep saying, and I think Irish people can't deny this. When when we were in that really difficult, weird time in the first lockdown, Mm. the second one, the third, how many did we have in the end? Basically, we all consumed. uh, Again, I don't art. You know, like we watch TV more. We watch more films. We watched uh, we watched more short videos. We ended up with more short films were being watched. We, we listened to more music. We fell in love with a few more poets, maybe. We didn't realize that we were sending around quotes. <laughs> you know, these inspirational, aspirational quotes from yeah. poets who are living and breathing now, you know, who are trying to make a living. And they're the people who probably reflected you back to yourself when you're feeling your most hopeful or feeling your most low Um, like making a case for the arts isn't that hard when you, when you, when you look someone in the eye and go, like, what, what gives you joy? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's usually something like, like sport or art. And actually, a lot of people would say sport is an art form. So we're all in it together, you know, like everybody does. We, 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 we have to look beyond ourselves sometimes to feel human. And, and a huge amount of the, the thing that, that, that is also quite frustrating is that investing in the arts. Doesn't cost these checker money. It's 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 actually generating significant money for the government, which means they can invest that money. You know, whatever, whatever way is seeing fit. So the the thing about the arts is when we ask for investment in the arts as a national campaign for the arts, or other bodies that campaign persistently for the arts. That might be in community art. That might be art for um to to help. You know, with disability, it mm. would help with, with all kind of abilities. It, it, it's, it, it's embedded in our society in a way that we keep forgetting, but also the investment in the arts. We know from our data that it's like intense amounts of research that we make money from art in Ireland. And then we tend to, we're so proud to be Irish and I'm really proud to be Irish and some of the, Things we take for granted about being Irish beyond Ireland is transported in an art form. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you'd have like our our big bands, our big actors, mm. our screenwriters, our like look, our at YouTube, playwrights. Just Jesus, opened a huge, uh, a huge
2: stadium in Las Vegas. they're, they're our biggest export. You may say, yeah, like to we music. do. And,
1: and we have it in our athletes as well, and we have it in a whole host of other other forms. But, but predominantly, being Irish, beyond you know our own personal feelings about being Irish, it is it is communicated through all of these amazing, wonderful, exciting things, and they make us money. And that's mm-hmm. the basic. I hate having to say that. That that no, the the the, the core. uh the core point isn't that art makes money, that shouldn't be why we do it, but it does make money, you know, and so when I and that's always the last bastion when I'm talking to to somebody about it and and campaigning for it is that I don't want to have to say that, but We know that's true as well. But beyond that, without it, what would life be? That's a genuine question. This is absolutely
2: it. And are a lot of people who might have been working in the creative industries here, are they leaving? Are they going to work in the creative industries abroad? Are they leaving the industry completely? How have you seen the landscape change in terms Mm. of the, the amount of people working in the sector since covid
1: well, thankfully, uh, Catherine Martin TD, she, she rallied around and we, we, with the NCFA and a whole other host of people. And the increase in funding was, was, was really helpful, particularly around the time when we had 2020, 2021, 2022. And that needed to happen. And it happened in a lot of different workforces. You know, we needed to put money back in to give people the chance to start back up again to get going. Yep. As a result of that, the arts have survived, but we're not able to give people work uh, in the way we we need to, to 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 help artists flourish we're about to lose a lot of artists because i mean i i people it's always been the case and in the last you know decade or so it's been really difficult to be an artist in ireland because we didn't even have that funding you know the, the mm. funding was increased to 130 million um and in order for for the art industry to survive and to keep artists we need to we definitely need to be getting 150 million and 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 ring fencing funding for bodies like culture ireland and creative ireland uh we, we want to keep we're very really happy that creative ireland is is has 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 uh continued you know uh, because that's meant that communities are able to to uh You know, art is reaching out further and in more interesting ways through Creative Ireland. And And, and, and that has been such an
2: interesting uh, funding opportunity because, like you say, it's spreading out outside of, you know, bigger towns. It's kind of, art is coming to more rural areas, which is hugely important as well. Now, you know, there'd be some that might say, you know, well, two million has been invested into the nighttime economy. You know, Mm -hmm. the Creative Ireland initiative that we're discussing, that's continued. You know, Mm -hmm. like, what more do you want in the art sector? But what would you say to, to people who have that view?
1: Well, I mean, like it's like I just said, all of those different reasons, but 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 ultimately, we do need to increase the funding in order to hold on to the work that is being made. Does if that makes sense? So it's like yes. it's like asking someone to build a foundation of a of a hotel or something that <laughs> certain uh, city councils love doing and building hotels or building, you know, and you you ask them to build half the hotel and then not finish it. We need to to invest in it. You know, properly because we 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 pale in comparison to the EU, other EU countries' investment in their arts, and and dare I say, I know this is a proud Irish woman thing to say, we export and we celebrate and are celebrated for our arts, probably way louder and way beyond our population than any other EU country in lots of ways. You know, so our art is is a big shining light in the world for a tiny little country, and yet we underinvest in it, which doesn't really make sense, you know? Like it really doesn't. um, It really doesn't. And it is... Yeah. So that's what I would say, even though, if, <laughs> and, and, and hopefully they'll see that with a big, you know, like genuinely, I love my work and yes, it, it, it gives me such joy. Say, mm. But it also, it costs an awful lot because you don't get consistency and mm. people say, well, that's that's part and parcel of, of being the, you know, the the struggling artist. But the struggling artist, uh, it doesn't, you don't, you shouldn't have to be a struggling artist. And we're not asking the, the country to pay artists their their wages. We're just asking for consistency and then some more investment in order for the infrastructure to hold people. Because the moment it looks like we're going to lose quite a lot of people,
2: absolutely. And and this is where you know the campaign comes in uh, for the national campaign for the arts. So mm. you, ha- what has been the response? Has there been any response in terms of government response to the pre-budget submission?
1: Well, we've had great, great conversations with the the government, and we're really happy with those um, discussions and the relationship that that is there. They understand the the, the the power and the importance of the arts. So we're just fingers crossed. You know, every single body in Ireland is waiting tentatively for next Tuesday when we make they make the budget announcement. Um, and so we hope that. You know we know that Catherine Martin has done some great work and her department on 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 implementing the change and, and maintaining the funding. So, you know, but you just never know, Sinead, mm-hmm. Like, So hopefully that, that's, that's that holds on. But then other parties, you know, having conversations with them, it, it, interesting, I think no one can deny the fact that, that we do need to maintain the funding in the arts and mm-hmm. we need to look at it as something that is yeah it's a bit of an emergency in lots of ways, and so that we don't lose what were we're, we're some of the things we're most proud of.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and, sure. uh, and there's ten different things that, that are outlined but one of the things that I know that you're passionate about particularly is, you know, ensuring that the art that you're making is ma- it's made in a sustainable way and this is something I have to say yeah. that most artistic communities have really embraced making art yeah. in a sustainable yeah. way and, and you've gone so far as setting up a production company, Atroc, which is dedicated to ensuring that film and TV production is operating as sustainable uh, as possible. Tell us about this and also, you know, the fact that you know we are in the midst of this huge, glaring climate change problem—what better yeah. way to communicate this than through the arts?
1: Exactly, and also that's one of the things that we've asked in our pre-budget submission, which is a PDF. There is ten points on it, and one of them is to address the climate emergency because we 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 want to we, we need our buildings around the country, like every other uh, business, we need our buildings to to really hold up in in, in the crisis because we're not um we're not uh, artists are primed and ready as innovators you know people who uh if you could <laughs> if you get artists to, artists move around in different jobs different mm. forms all the time you know i do voiceover, i do I, I do writing i do acting i do um you know singing and all of those things so we're moving around constantly and also you you, you you're just ready to embrace change and so so the art sector is ready. We just need the, that investment. But in the meantime, myself, um, I, I'm one of many people who are trying to make art sustainably. But, but that means, I mean, that sounds a little bit far as well, a little bit distant, that idea of what is making art sustainably. But ultimately, it's just trying to to, to lower your carbon footprint. Mm. And also, one of the things that we know about the industry is that when you talk about sustainability, we we tend to talk about carbon. We talk about you know, and um, that would mean like, how much oil do you burn? How yeah. much plastic are you consuming? You know, that doesn't necessarily go under the branch, but we take under the under the umbrella of carbon. But we ultimately think about all the waste that could be created by making anything. Mm. Um, but also we forget about human energy. And one of the things that is a big problem in in an industry that needs a little more help is um is burnout. You know, so a lot of yeah. Artists are exhausted, and we do like you'll see in the strikes in the US over writers uh, and the actors. Is that there's it's more than the bigger issues are being questioned, but underneath all of that is that artists are really stretched. They they do 12 15 hour days. On the, the the work on in film and TV is really quite demanding. Um, looks really glamorous and it is can be a lot of fun yeah. but it's also long days and people are away from their families and when we, we talk about making art sustainably we try to consider when we were making our short film that people's time is also, is also needs to be considered and we need to make sure that they're resting enough and we still had like long days mm. but it was about, it's about trying to change that ethos around, you know, like artists are always so ready to not work, so when you do work it's like we're just little machines ready to go, mm. but it isn't good because, like, even after you know, I did three six weeks run in the Abbey there in, in the, the Abbey Theatre in the summer, and it was an incredible experience. Amazing team, genuinely, it was such a sound bunch of people to make uh, this big story, put it on the big main stage. But you'd be wrecked, like of six course. days a week, and we're trying to trying to be uh, honest when we made uh, our Rock we set it up to to make. Uh, arts sustainably, like make films sustainably. So that's like trying to cut transport costs are a big, a big cost on on carbon. You know, you, getting people across the country, you, you know, to get the the team you want to work with, and and then also trying to get them there to to location, which is actually in Belurgan and we shot it there in Balluragan House, and we, which was incredible. It, it it was about trying to the team worked so hard and trying to make sure that we were cutting carbon out of the spend constantly you know like even um, we had Native Events who run events with uh, renewable energy and they're an incredible business and an incredible institution of people who, who are trying to you know do the thing that we're, we'd all love to be able to do is not burn petrol and diesel but actually you know, the, use the energy. Yeah, and the fact it. that so, uh,
2: yeah, the, so much the, we did try yeah, to do there. at the forefront of your mind completely as you're trying to go through this. And I'm really glad that you brought up burnout and mental health because that is such yeah. a huge, huge issue for a lot of people working in the arts, whether it's where's my mm. next job coming from to how am I going to afford my bills. It's a real, real issue. I mean, do you worry about the future? Do you see something similar like the strikes in America happening here if artists are still, you know, c- continued to be left out and made let do with ever funding is is available
1: see the thing is i i do wonder if if in the, the across the country of ireland i do wonder if the main idea of what an artist looks like and sounds like is this like really frantic person who's like new to it and is desperately wanting to be famous and wants to you know um do anything they can to be an artist. And if you don't, and, and then they, they would be like, well, if, if it's not working, stop. But actually it isn't. It's it's a whole host of like thousands of people who um, have invested their time, energy, their, their families, they have families, they've been uh, artists with families for decades. Like these are d- real people walking around mm. trying to just maintain their work and not because their work is just for them. Their work is for the greater good in, yeah. in pretty much most ways. And so it, what I, what we're actually saying is if we don't invest in artists, we're not investing in ourselves and we're not investing in, in our economy and we're not investing in our, um, are, are, are the concept we have of Ireland you know like I mean oh, that's a personal thing that's not necessarily answer face yeah. it no, that's just me saying like I walk a, you know artists are not just you know we're not unwashed <laughs> people with like lofty <laughs> dreams in our like, bed sits you know like they're they're driving cars they're they're taking their kids to school in the morning and collecting them yes, in the evening and absolutely you know right. like they're Get paying their, their ESB bill you know <laughs> and they're they're paying their taxes for, yeah. for sure they're paying their taxes and everybody gets a windfall. Everyone, hopefully, people get windfalls now and then. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. I think it's just about trying to see that, like, you know, like it's like you know, no farmer is the same as the next one, and mm. no artist is the same as the next. We're all just trying to pay our bills and do mm. our job, and it, our job as like, like I, I grew up in a, you know, in a farming area because it's Ireland, um, up in Glenmore in in the beautiful Cooley Peninsula, but in that area. You know, no one is trying to like, no, you know, no one's questioning what everyone's trying to do every day, yeah. Um, and their contribution is food, and you know, uh, artist contribution is what, whatever you want for yourself, like, you know, what do you need to feel like, feel contentment in the evening, or or, yeah, or lift your spirits during the day? You that's know?
2: It, that's exactly it, and I think you've you've summed it up so so well. I mean. I thank you so much for outlining all of this with us today. I'm, I hope it's going to resonate with people. I hope the outcome is positive yeah. next yeah. week. I, mean, I, I just heard, I course, hope. Course,
1: I hope we get it. I they've worked so hard, the department, to to really listen to to us, and and they've and what they've put in place already has been really helpful in maintaining some of the structure in the arts. Um, and now we just hopefully, at the very least, we we get what we what we. We had, um, yeah. and it would be great if we if we we're able to increase funding to one hundred and fifty, um, just because we want to, to, you know, we don't want to lose. Um, yeah. Of course. Parts of the industry, you know.
2: Of course. evening I thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today and thank you for outlining everything and uh, looking forward, by the way, to seeing you back on screen in the season two of Blue Lights. I know you're going to be I very know.
1: very She's very back. Soon. She's back. I don't know if you saw it, like Geraldine. Geraldine I don't know people, oh, it's really know. Nice. It's a BBC show, so people get uh, across and the point, border. Case exporting out to the BBC. I know. I know. <laughs> I played the Ombudsman in, which sounds like such a serious job, but yes. actually she is deadly serious, she is deadly dog. serious. Yeah, she's yeah. deadly serious, but uh, she's back in season two and she might be even deadlier
2: serious. So oh, fantastic! Well, yeah. uh, well, lots of fun filming that, and thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much for joining us today. Thanks so thanks, much, Sinead. thanks a million. Evin McCann, there, food for thought. Food for thought. If you missed any of that, I will be podcasting it out on lmfm.ie. Oh, L-M-F-M.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
2: Another chance for you to enter our competition on the way. But first, it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gáis Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie Borrowaddy Motors requires a full or part-time motor mechanic in the screen. Tara area for all models of cars, commercial vehicles and jeeps. Email johnclarktara at gmail.com The Castletown Road post office and dock requires a part-time post office assistant to apply. Please email your CV to postmaster.castletownroad at gmail.com. PCI Pharma requires general operatives to join their production team at their City North facility at Stamullen. Day shift and night shift is available. To apply, please email careers-dub at pci.com. Don't forget, all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps, and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie. <laughs> Yes, competition time. The Fairways Hotel in Dundalk have announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights happening December 2nd, 8th and 9th, including a cocktail reception, five-course festive banquet dinner and live music followed by a DJ. Full details on these superb nights are available on fairwayshotel.ie forward slash Christmas. And to celebrate, they've given us some brilliant prizes to give away. So, Daily Winner is getting a pair of tickets to the Christmas party night of their choice and then our end-of-week winner... Wins a two night stay with breakfast in any of the Inua collection hotels. Terms and conditions do apply. So, for your chance to win, we are playing one second of a number one Christmas song, but you need to name the song and the artist from the snippet. So, here is today's snippet for you. Oh, we play it once more for you. It's very, very easy. Who is the artist? What's the name of the song? Last Chance 086-1800-658. There's Boyzone, no matter what. So our little snippet of our Christmas song. It was very short altogether, just this long. Ah, but you were all getting it right. It was, of course, this song, Band-Aid. Do they know? Yep. Yes, that's the one and I can say Catherine McCluskey, you are in Rivers Dock. You are our daily winner. You're getting that fantastic Christmas party night of your choice, and you're going into the draw as well for the two nights stay uh, in with breakfast in any of the Inua Hotel collections. That's on Friday. So congratulations to you. Day's taking, nights Lewis Capaldi, forget me, finishing out our show for today. Thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Oh, L-M-F-M. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on
1: lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Court, Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, The best in motoring, here for you.